0: Hello and welcome to this, the 10th and final episode of uh, Season 1 for the You, Men ADHD podcast. Uh, While it's the final episode of this series, uh, it's actually the first one that we recorded live in person with uh, the guest in the same room as me. Which was um, a wee bit odd for me. Thankfully, the person who I was interviewing wasn't odd at all. Today we have Nick Wilson, who's a consultant in Wellington for PwC. And uh, we have a cracking good conversation. Nick is uh, clever, he's savvy, he's self aware, he is genuinely ADHD positive and becoming a bit of a champion for um, ADHD itself. On his journey, having really just uh, been diagnosed um, not that long ago, uh, a similar sort of time frame as myself, and so we riff on a couple of things there, some realizations, and um, Nick's fantastic at looking at how he's turned uh, what is. A natural part of his character and personality, into leveraging that uh, in friendships and relationships, um, but also in his work as a consultant. Which, um, working for you know one of the big four consulting firms, um, you have to lend yourself to a, um, a variety and a diversity of roles and tasks and projects. And um, we talk a little bit about that as well. Like, how
1: much swearing can I do on this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, cool hey team welcome to this episode of the you me and adhd podcast i'm here in wellington this is the first time that uh, we've done an episode in person Uh, this is Mick wilson and we're in uh, the pwc uh, building here making uh, the most of lovely sunlight kind of on a cloudy day coming in on a white wall so there's a bit of glare and we were thinking of just drawing some shit and doing that and maybe have a bit of an art class Um, but i want to welcome you, Nick, and thanks very much for giving up your time uh, to have a a chat about ADHD and and your world and your journey. And can you give us a a rundown on uh, who you are and what that journey has been like? You start wherever you like and you go to wherever you want.
1: Ooh, wherever I want to start. Um, Yeah, so I'm Nick. Um, God, I guess we'll start. Um, I'm 29, I'm here working at PwC. Um, What's and your role? What do you my do? role, I'm manager here at PwC. What so does that mean? Manager in management consulting. Yep. So what that means, um, I'm in that middle tier, I guess, yep. of the consulting world where um, not senior enough to uh, take all the flack and not low enough to take all the jobs. That's so perfect, like that is, what, what is like that's the, the perfect it's position. The cream to be layer where you're just yeah. like, yes it's the sweet spot, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, what I do here, I, I work across quite a few different areas within PwC, so I'm part of the whole order practice, the people and organisation practice, uh-huh the operating model practice, the Manukura practice, which is our Māori um, line of service. Um, And yeah, working in management consulting and just engaging across a whole bunch of different sectors. Um, My background's largely in the the health space. So Mm -hmm. um, I came up doing a psychology and health psychology degree um, and started my career at the Ministry of Health. And Mm -hmm. after a few years there, I decided um, that I wanted to jump ship and had an opportunity to come up here at PwC and took it with both
0: hands. Brilliant, brilliant. I was a, um, a manager in a rival firm, yeah, uh, and so I know, I know the role uh, and it's, it is a great, like, it gives you access to a whole lot of different sort of um, diverse opportunities and projects um, and it's a great way to, I reckon, to hack and, and, and enhance what comes naturally Mm. Uh, to you in terms of ADHD. I think uh, you're, you've are you got the jump on me because you know you're ADHD positive, whereas I didn't at the time. And actually, it was probably one of the reasons I left because mm. it was like, should I just have to hide a whole lot of stuff and people are going to start to figure out that actually I'm really shit at the billing, um, <laughs> accounting for my time, but also just using that mm. um, that software was a, was a nightmare. And It still is. Right, there we go. <laughs> so, how, okay, how is... Um, no, I'm not going to go there. Just yet. <laughs> your ADHD. How, how do you know? Um, mm. Do you know? Uh, has that been confirmed? How long have you known? Um, what do your friends think of that? Family, all that sort of. Like, what's your what's your yeah. story with ADHD?
1: Um, so I got diagnosed probably about a year ago today mm-hmm. like I think it actually is around this time last oh, year that I got diagnosed. Congrats. So yeah. yeah, it's, um, The anniversary. A year a year long journey since then um, and yeah so I guess my childhood and upbringing it was funny when I when I got diagnosed I one of my really close friends that I grew up with um, I grew up up north in mm-hmm. New Zealand and um he was down here and we caught up and um we're chatting about things and i, I mentioned to him oh yeah so i've been diagnosed with adhd now um and he turned to me and went well, it's about fucking time um, <laughs> it's and like, i was like how much swearing can i do on this yes. <laughs> okay cool That's um nice. so I, I i and i turned to him and i, I was a little bit shocked because i was like well, what do you mean like it's about time he's like mate you've had adhd for years yeah. and I mean, growing up, we had a a couple of our good mates have ADHD as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never realised, but my friend turned to me and said, you were worse than him. Right. And I just looked at him and went, what do you mean I was worse than him? He said, you would have moments where you would far outstrip him and his ADHD. Yeah. In, w- in what um, way,
0: like you know, what he was referring to? Just
1: sort of? the like the emotional reactivity, the hyperactivity, um, the like the lost lack of concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd be bouncing off the walls, and people would be like, "What the hell, like yeah. is de- we're just having a chill afternoon." But um, there was that, and then he also said to me, which is kind of funny because it brings the family into it. Oh, your dad would say that you've got ADHD, and that's funny for me because when I first started to explore. Um, going to be the, um, the the psycho, psychotherapist, No, the psychiatrist, mm-hmm. um, to get my diagnosis. My dad and like my parents were well. My mum, first of all, was in denial, so she okay, was yeah. she would just say, No, no, you don't have ADHD. You've done really well. Look at you. Look at your career. Look at where you've gotten to. You, mm-hmm. you definitely don't have ADHD. Um, and I guess her comparison point is being a teacher, an ex teacher. Yeah and seeing the worst of the worst for sure. of ADHD behaviors yeah. within the
0: classroom. So she has a frame of what ADHD mm. is, but also what people with ADHD could or can't become. Yeah, yeah. so that for her was kind of like a,
1: you, you, you don't fit my bucket in terms of yeah. ADHD. Um, my dad, on the other hand, went, oh, like maybe you could, and, and that was weird to me because after my mate said, oh, your dad would say that you had ADHD, yeah. I was a bit like, you asshole! You could have <laughs> just come out and taken me to get diagnosed when yeah. I was a kid, and this would have all been like, yep. like I wouldn't have had to do my struggles through uni. Mm-hmm. Um, like this would have made a whole lot more sense. I probably would have been a little bit more, um, you know, targeted in terms of where I wanted to be. Yep. Um, but I, I think for me, reflecting back since the diagnosis, I've definitely had ADHD all my life. Yeah. Um, the And the main reason that I, I point to is my impulsivity. Mm-hmm. And then once I've made an impulsive choice, nothing stops me from getting it. Yeah, right. Um, so you're 100% on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. all in. Yeah, and and I think the biggest example of that was, I think I was 14, 15 years old um, at school, and I decided I'm gonna do a student exchange, uh-huh. and I decided, I think it was in like the August, September of 2016. And then I decided that I was going in July of the next year. So I gave myself less than a year to raise all this money, Mm. fundraise all this money Mm -hmm. and get myself going. on this trip to the other side of
0: the world. Did you do it? I did it. Where'd yeah. you go? I went to Denmark. Wow. Yeah. For a year. Yep. I went for to a Belgium year. for a year. Oh, nice. And that was like on a whim as well. Yep. And it was like a shit. I, it was almost like a um, I, it was, to be perfectly honest, like I've got dyslexia as well, and I was mm. really struggling at school, and it was my way of getting out of doing exams. <laughs> Mine was
1: just to get out of school. Yeah. Mine was like <laughs> oh, shit, this I is did. Good. I, I I I think I did well at school, but I was. Like I was engaged in doing the work, but I wasn't enjoying school. So I decided, you know what, an exchange sounds fun. I get to go to another country, get to learn another language, Uh get to be somewhere else. And yeah, I just went full force. And I think probably about three or four months before the date, um, my parents were kind of like, oh, should we think about like pushing this out to the end of the year for you to go? Uh And I, I just turned to them and said, no, no, no. I'm going. Yeah. I'm, do- I'm doing it, and yeah. managed to get all of the money to get there. Um, and yeah, like had the had a blast. But nothing stopped me. Like it no. was just a very tenacious one-tunnel kind of view of like, no, no, no I'm doing this, and, yeah. and everything else is
0: just falling to the wayside yeah. so that I can get there. And mm. I think that's also similar to the way we respond to uh, to a crisis uh, or to you know a pressing need. It's like just go yeah yeah and um and opportunities emerge Mm. through that as well which i don't know if we can necessarily explain but we also jump on things and go yeah i'm in and i need to do this this and this Mm. whereas in everyday life tell me if this is um the same for you nick but everyday life there's a whole lot of uh chaos that is almost unmanageable and it's and it's little things that are repeated all the time so you should be able to Deal with them, but for some reason you can't. And yet, when there's something like yeah. up, that's it I'm going to Denmark. Mm. Um, it's like I need to do this, this, and this. Need to raise this money. This is how I'm going to do it. And like, just the strategy falls into mm. place. And you yeah. Boom. And
1: and everything's there, and you and you kind of go, okay, I need to do this here now, and and everything ties in, and you know, it, it just. I guess moments like those would make me question the other side of things and go, oh, I can't have ADHD because I can pull this plan together and do that. But once you, and and this is probably my um, own downfall, is I didn't really start to understand ADHD until I started to actually go through the process um, when I kind of got the really big kick from my friends Mm -hmm. to go and get tested, um, that it kind of became apparent, oh, this that behavior is ADHD. Yeah. It is it is part and parcel with it. It's yeah. really an all or nothing. 100%. All or nothing <laughs> like condition for us. It's like yeah. we can't, finding the happy place in the middle isn't really for us. It needs to be, mm. do I need to do this? Okay, cool, I'm gonna do all of it. Yep. Or do I really need to do it? I and mean, then it becomes a nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it just kind of slides, yeah.
0: Sure does. Mm going back to your reaction to uh your dad mm-hmm. um is that what's what's that what sits behind that reaction like you could have dad you could have told me this years ago is that a sense of what could i have become or how could i have done things or how could yeah. we have made things a bit easier because i struggle with some stuff or, mm. Yeah,
1: like I, I guess it's um it's the like i my dad will have his reasons for
0: like not me, yeah. coffee break, here we go, Hiya. coffee's um, coming in perfect, this is great, that's this is is good timing, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep going, awesome, it's all good, wow look at this, very good to swipe out white. White. thank you, we even get catered, <laughs> <laughs> no and Waters as a chaser, yeah, <laughs> how
1: good is this, oh it's got ice too, oh this is amazing, wow,
0: enjoy, thank, <laughs> thank, you. You thank you so, so much,
1: supper. Um, I guess for me, the 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 reaction to my dad um is around yeah that the the what could have been i feel because i'm on rubyfin now so yep. I've, got, I've got um the um the methylphenidate um mm-hmm. kind of flowing through my veins at the moment yep. um which is great because it gives me a lot more everything can be lined up and give me a little yeah. bit more focus for it but um yeah the I I struggled heaps um, I think school helped because um, my stepmum thank like thank for her for being in my life because she gave a lot more structure to right. our family life mm-hmm. um, and same with my mum so like on the holidays like with being with mum like things would be quite planned out and mm-hmm. structured so I could be myself and free and open and my family' is all about that at, at, at home mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to act out at school, like yeah. it wasn't a, like it kind of a release. Like yeah, yeah, like gotcha. the the structure came with freedom within that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, I know my bounds and I, and I can be myself here. Mm-hmm. But then being at school, it was very much a okay, cool. Things are structured, and I don't. I, I had my release at home. I don't yeah. need to release it here. Yeah. Um, I guess the the frustration with my dad is like upon the diagnosis as well was that. He clearly has ADHD. Yeah. Um, like you can you can quite clearly see it. Um, and even once I got my diagnosis, he was like, "Oh yeah, I probably do have it too." <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, um, right. So and you think he was seeking some validation through you, or some oh, some t- awareness? No. Like I think it just kind of opened up the side of things of yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I probably do have this." Um, yeah. Yeah. And thinking, and, and ever since then, like I've caught up with um, one of my cousins that lives down here, and she's she's been. Like had a chat with her doctor, and her doctor thinks that she has ADHD too. And mm-hmm. and then we were catching up and going, wow! Like all of our family yeah. most likely has it, because uh-huh. we look at all of us and go, yeah, you, like your behaviours, your tendencies yep. are definitely the same as what we do. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that is so typical of yeah. having ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's also um, I I I'm imagine or I, I assume that the the viewpoint that your mum was coming from in terms of ADHD has um, a negative, like it's no indictment on or disrespect to mm. your mum at all. It's just like that's her frame of reference, working with some kids who are little mm. shits in classroom, right? Mm. And so um, maybe that's rubbed off on your dad and there's that fear and stigma that surrounds it, right? Mm. But if you say that you're, um, you can see this through your uh, through your family and you know there's far more um, greatness and potential mm. and, awesomeness around ADHD than there is with um, that stereotype and the stigma and, yeah. and, and the misunderstanding of what it is. Mm. Um, and I, I'd be really keen to, uh, to talk to you about what you think ADHD adds to you in a, mm. in a positive frame as well. Um, but just before I forget it, I was working with a, um, a group running a, a workshop yesterday. Uh, not too far from here, there were 70 of us in the room I told a wee bit about my story around ADHD and dyslexia, and uh, there's, there were a couple of people that sort of they, they pricked up, and mm. uh, you could see uh, j- just notice the, the body language change. And one of them came up to me afterwards and said, "Look, what you were saying, you were just describing me." And I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of figured that because I spotted her," and um, she was sh- she was just asking me like, "How do I explore?" Um, ADHD. I don't necessarily know if I need a, a diagnosis. we you got any mm. any tips and that sort of thing? But I, as she was talking, I was thinking there's this thing about people with ADHD. Mm. We kind of get each other. Yeah. There's there's a thing, isn't mm. there? Oh yeah, yeah there definitely is. And you notice it. Yeah. And it's and it's a connection, and it doesn't necessarily lead to anything. But it's like there's almost an ease mm. that comes with it. It's yeah. like yeah, like we 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 know each other already. Yeah. That's a cool thing. Eh? Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I
1: think, and reflecting on that, I think it's the we you understand what's going through somebody else's mind because yeah. it's kind of happening for you too. And and I mean, like ADHD and and neurodivergency, it, it presents differently, and it's yeah. a different experience for everybody. 100%. But if I'm like like with us here, it's so I, I yeah. can see like if if you start to phase out, I'm not phased by that because no. I know that you're you're off and you're having like, 10 million conversations with me at the same time as I'm having 10 million conversations with you.
0: And am I right in saying that you have already had this conversation with me before? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. same.
1: It's like, like, yep, it's all banged banged out. um, Which is funny because um, my partner, he brings up with me quite often that I will just jump straight into, like, go past the pleasantries and, like, the, oh, hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's have you been yeah. I just get straight to the point because uh-huh. in my mind we've crossed all that bridge you're doing fine I'm doing great yeah you've got some troubles going on and yeah. you need some support and I need some support cool so let's get to the point yeah and, and, yeah, and, exactly. and it's kind of like for me I'm like okay cool we've, we've got that all done and dusted yeah but yeah, yeah. for other people I'd like uh, getting that feedback from him was like oh yeah I really yeah. need to be mindful of that when I'm working with people that aren't yep
0: which is the majority ability. right exactly yeah yeah and so I think sometimes we can come on a bit too strong. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and there's nothing in that except for we're really keen. Like yeah. I mean, when we get a connection or we really like somebody or it just just clicks, which is quite often, mm. um, you're dead right. We have to go, oh shit, hang on. Maybe I need to just ease up. Mm. Um, and it's not coming on too strong. Uh, it's, it's just like, we don't need to go through mm. the motions, but they do. Yeah. So it's great awareness It actually um, ease. It's,
1: it's interesting that you say that, because I think in, in my experience growing up, and I mean, I, I think I'm quite fortunate that a lot of the like, kind of um, tools and skills that kind of get you know, brought in for people with ADHD to use and deploy when they're, when they're engaging with people that aren't um, neurodiverse, I've managed to pick up along the way somehow just naturally or through like trial and error and kind of experiencing, oh, I got a bad exa- a bad response here, so I've had to incorporate that in. Mm-hmm. And part of it has been when I first meet people, they get this very shallow, um, not too deep nick that has, its, has my walls up <clears throat> quite high because I look at them and go, how much of me can you actually take? Yeah. Um, and so you underdo yourself yeah, yeah. so it's like I mean yeah. it could be like a day it could be five minutes mm-hmm. after that once I've actually you know checked out you know do you do you pass my vibe check I guess yeah. is yeah. what it kind of is um, or or like how authentic do I feel with you right now that, and, and that moment
0: that's so real mm. yeah it's almost you have an aloofness mm. yep. which which I think some people. I'm not saying saying you have an aloofness. We have an aloofness, mm. right? If even aloofness is a, is a word, we're but making it. There we go. We're doing to <laughs> the it to the dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> and that's about. Um, it can come across as arrogance. Mm. Yeah, and there's none of that intention ever there. No. Yeah, and so people just don't don't get us. And yeah. it's almost yeah. like because what we're doing is we are minimizing ourselves to not then come on too strong. Mm. As, as you say. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I I, I get like the
1: whole not coming on too strongly like it's not about me it's not about me um, trying to protect myself it's mm-hmm. actually trying to gauge your comfort levels yeah. and how much of this all of this yeah. you can actually take so because it's in the service it's a of lot. the other person yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and it probably doesn't come off that way because you know it once you do kind of shift into that space like they might see you with other people that you're really close with mm-hmm. and go how are you that way with them, but yeah. not that way with me? It's like because I don't think that you can handle it. Uh-huh. Not that I, I, I don't want to, but if I really did that with you, yeah. would how are you going to
0: react? Have um, you ever had that conversation with somebody? Um I mean, yeah, like I've had I've, I suspect had, you have the conversation in your mm, head. Yeah, yeah. About about that happening.
1: I, I think I, I think I actually have had the conversation about yeah. um, not wanting to come on too strongly and, and mm-hmm. putting the boundaries up and and once they understood that, they kind of got it. Yeah. Um, but that was all in context when I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD. And now that it kind of comes with it, it makes a lot more sense because I'm like, um, particularly like growing up with the whole with a lot of stigma around ADHD, yeah. um, which I look at now. I'm I'm quite fortunate to have been diagnosed in this new era where. Mm. The stigma has is being broken down. Yeah. The the assumptions that we have and the 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 realities that we actually have mm-hmm. are being recognised for what they are and the strengths yeah. and the value that they bring to organisations and teams and people. Um, that previously it was viewed as you know a bit of delinquency yeah. and you're going to end up in jail and you're going to be on the the wrong side of a tracks. and you can't
0: possibly be professional exactly and, or succeed. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Whereas that's not the case. Um, And so part of what I'm keen for is to be um, be part of that and Mm -hmm. to help break down down those barriers and Mm -hmm. break down those stigmas and break down those assumptions, because they I I think for us, that is our um, that's what disables us from Mm -hmm. being engaged with society is um, it's not us personally we're quite ready and willing to be engaged with society and be part of where it heads and how it shapes and thinking up new and creative ways for us to actually live and be and have fun and Mm -hmm. make things so much more easier yeah um the disability comes in from a people aren't ready for it or people aren't um, knowledgeable of what you're actually trying to do or how you do it yeah like our processes like we were talking before go left, right, center, up, down, like inside, outside. And people see that and see just mess and turmoil. But for us, we're actually connecting all of these dots up and making this pretty picture. Mm -hmm. But if we're not given sufficient time to do that or doing it in a way which is comfortable for us, it doesn't come across as being, you know, the traditional view of what things are. Um,
0: And also don't ask me to explain it. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) It's like if you ask me to explain it, you are going to get literally this track that goes all the way around. You're wanting A to B, but I have to go A through all other letters of the alphabet before Uh i get to b and not in order and not in order Uh so that i can actually understand is your track of a to b the fastest or is actually going a to c slingshotting you past b to d Mm. which is where you actually need to be Mm. rather than back at b which is you know five years ago where where you're thinking that you want to be and really that's not future focus. yeah Mm.
0: i also find that in the in the explaining of how i got from here to here when it when nobody else can see this do you explain it? Oh, i like, no, wait, I try to explain it. Like, if people need an explanation, I, yeah. I do that. But what I know that I'm doing is I try to frame that in a way that they'll understand. Mm. So it's not actually the way I'll do it. Yeah. And so it can't make sense to either me or that person. Yeah. And I just bastardise the yeah, whole thing. And yes. so they go, that's not a thing. And I'm like, no, the way I just said that is not a thing. Yeah. But still, the end result <laughs> will happen. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I, I get that fully. I, I,
1: if I can't, so two things I do. One is just, uh I just mulled it over and this is what i've come up with yeah so that way it's kind of like hey just talk me through your process it's like no i just i just sat down and i thought it through Mm -hmm. and and that kind of has sufficed me through a little bit yeah but needs some trust Mm. right trust me it'll happen we can do this yeah Yeah. um and then the other side the other tool that i use is thankfully i'm in an office where whiteboards are in abundance (laughs) so (laughs) i will quite literally pick somebody up take them to a whiteboard, pick up a pen, and just go, okay, this is everything that I've put out. And what I've done is gone, okay, cool, because I work in operating models Mm -hmm. and org design, and so that's kind of a bit of a puzzle exercise of connecting up the things Mm -hmm. that go together and and which ones go best together based on what the client's wanting. And sometimes you don't know what the client wants, but you can have a sense of the direction that they're wanting to head in, so Mm. you start to, Bring these things together and go, well, these ones go here, and these ones go here and these ones go here. And you start to frame them up as okay, this these are strategic functions or strategic capabilities, mm-hmm. and these are your ops capabilities, yep. and these are your cultural capabilities. And hang on, do we need to split out cultural from people or do we not? And then you can kind of go, okay, there's the reasons here for these. Um, and that helps, because then you've got it out there on the board, and then rather than say, This is the plan that you need to go, you go. What do you think? What do we need to add? How are you following? Like. Because yeah, yeah. then they can kinda go, oh yeah, and then add in their thinking around yeah. it, and then I'm done. I'm
0: like, cool, yeah, you've got the story. You can <laughs> you can tell the narrative. Yeah. Cool. So how else <clears throat> in, in your role do you think clients benefit from your ADHD? Um What do you think it brings
1: or you bring? Ooh, Could you name it? I think there's the 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 pattern recognition i guess mm-hmm. and uh, the what ability what do you mean
0: by that <laughs> yeah what oh, do it's I a mean by that? question because <laughs> i like <laughs> i ask that because i go what because i use that all the time mm. I, go, I don't know if even know if i could actually describe that yeah like give me an example of a pattern where i recognize it's like i can't think of one right now i don't know if but... it's recognizing patterns i think it's creating patterns where there are none yes yeah that's it yeah that's it Cause it's and it gets back to that. Try yeah. to explain it. Like, oh well, I just can't. Like, how yeah. do you see this? It's like, well, I just did. Like, yeah. tr- d- and this is what I, I. think we're also great connectors, and it's mm. really good that we're people people, because people can trust us yeah. when we can't explain stuff. Yeah. Right? Mm. There are some people who just who won't because yeah. like that makes no sense to me. And if mm. I, it makes no sense to me, then it can't be a real thing. And I'm yeah. like, it is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. So and it is pattern creation. Yeah, it's like yeah. conceiving the inconceivable. Yeah. Well, that's.
1: That's what I think is really brilliant. So if we have the right team, the right setup, and the right authorization Mm -hmm. to actually just go and run ahead and do things and take ownership of it, we can create things that nobody would have ever thought of. Mm -hmm. And that's because we are able to do it in our own way. If we're put into a structured routine that has a team at cadence that you're trying to fit into yeah what happens is, is that we just go with that cadence mm-hmm. we, we, we we're not adding anything new because we are kind of stuck in it what we do bring to that is trying to identify how we can smooth things out and make things quicker yeah Cause <laughs> trying to do yeah. you know we've got 20 things that we need to do this week and you we look at it and go well I only see five <laughs> uh, and I'm only gonna do two of those yeah. um, yeah, I, I think that that you know creation of things that are mm. the creating the inconceivable. That yeah. that's our our big value. Yeah. The other thing is the the just the ability to navigate a crisis. Yeah. So well, mm. um, the shitty jobs, the jobs that are so high, fast, high paced, high stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're we're managing to navigate that. So much more seamlessly than everybody else, yeah. because that's our day-to-day life. I yeah. mean, th- my my wake-up routine changes every day <laughs> because I'm trying to adapt and change to all of the needs that I have, that other people have. Yeah. That I've got to like try to think of, oh, what what does my day actually look like, mm-hmm. and sort myself out. I'm constantly rushing everywhere, yeah. and yeah. trying like if I'm not rushing anywhere, I stop. And I, I just kind of get this para- paralysis. Totally. Yeah. Um, whereas if I'm in that, you know, go, 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 mm-hmm. I can make decisions on the fly and say, we're going to do this and stick by it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not, I will sit there and go, oh, which one do we want to, which path yeah. do we want to go down? Yeah. Um, and get into this kind of fixation over um, what those those both those pathways could look like yeah um but yeah the crisis situations Mm -hmm. you're kind of like we've got no time to do that we're choosing this one and it it largely the intuition that comes with it is so like so spot on yeah it's just like and even when it isn't our ability to take that and go cool learnings, new track yeah and quickly like without even stopping (laughs) breakneck speed (laughs) turn this around and everybody else would kind of go, but hang on, don't we need to like, just think about this a little bit more. And it's like, we probably do, Mm -hmm. but we don't have time to do that. Um, And if we're wanting to keep going, let's keep going. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, like last year, I I stepped into support with the COVID um, response um, when we went into first lockdown. Uh um, And part of that was helping to create the contact tracing tool that we, we, still currently used, Kind of important. Kind of important. Um, <laughs> and, and needed in a rush. Yeah, and yeah. needed in a rush. And so we we were pulled in, and I think it was maybe like the, the weekend before we went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so very high pressure, high stakes, high stress. Cases were going up, and our contact tracing efforts were, were definitely ramping up. But the process of triaging all of the information that was coming in mm-hmm. was... There was a team of, I think, three of us, four of us to start with. And we had to develop that process of how would we triage all of the information coming from all of these different sources so that it would turn into phone numbers for the contact tracers Uh to contact. Um, We developed that, I think, within an afternoon. And we had to continuously improve that Mm -hmm. over the next few days. Mm -hmm. And by the time that we left, I think, about two or three weeks later, quickly set it up handed over to yep. the ministry i think there was a team of it might have been about 20 to 25 at that point doing the work that the four of us had started doing from the third, yeah. like from the outset and you were in your element
0: yeah you? Yeah, oh, so, yeah you just gear
1: up oh yeah like you just had to it was there was mm. no time to stop and think and go how do we need to change tact and then making the right calls to say like there was one day where we got to and the numbers was just so immense with the people that we had mm-hmm. and our process was was slowing things down that we had to go, okay, cool, we're going to stop to go fast. Yeah. And making that call in that environment is the difference between um, somebody being notified that they've, got, that they've been a close contact mm-hmm. um, and happening that day or happening the next day. Mm-hmm. So it was like a very kind of pivotal point but if we hadn't done that, to go, okay, cool, what do we need to do to streamline this up and make this go faster? Yeah. If we hadn't done that, it would just have stayed the same and been very, very slow. Yeah, And we probably wouldn't have been able to
0: speed things up and scale uh-huh. as we did mm-hmm. um, with what we had. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Can I just go back to a comment you made about your wake up routine mm. is, um, can't remember the exact words you said, but it's kind of like it's 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 all over the place, and I, and that really resonates with me. Like we wake up every day, and we have done it for tens of thousands I mean, of days. Do dads, we really right? wake up every day? Well, who knows? We, mine's usually about. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I wake up every afternoon. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, well, it, caffeine helps. Yeah. Yes. Um, and actually, maybe will lead on to a conversation around medication if, mm. if you don't mind. Um, but I. Lots of I remember when I was working, when I was consulting, when I was working in the public sector. Um, lots of people were saying you're all, you're so chilled out, you're so relaxed, and I'm like, how do they don't? I didn't know I had ADHD at the time, but I'm like, my mind is not that, mm. and my um, physically inside, like I might be just chilled out and, and relaxed mm. and and relatively zen to them, but like I'm I'm on yeah. all the time, and and I took that on as going, yeah, I'm a pretty chilled out guy, mm. until getting diagnosis and starting to uncover a whole lot of things about uh, ADHD. And I have I have dozens, if not hundreds, of mm. little routines that must be followed yeah. in order to set me up and, mm-hmm. and get me going. And I'm like, fuck, maybe I'm actually incredibly anally retentive. Because <laughs> like, I, I do get put off when yeah. things get... Mm. Um, when I'm not able to close out on those routines yeah. or or I'm not able to, to do that. And they're like, there's just stuff that sort of sets me up and I go, well, what am I? Yeah. Am I chilled out? No, i great <laughs> listening to you. I, I I have those routines too. Yeah. I
1: have the specific things and I'm like, I must do this at, yeah. at this point. Like, yeah. for example, I can't eat breakfast before I have a shower. Right. I've done it once and, and I just, holy shit, this is, that's so. <laughs> that, that, like, I've done it i i've i've had to do it because like my flatmate's in the shower and i'm there going like i've I've got to get to work so i i will i will go yeah. and have breakfast before it and i've sat there and been like it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right and i'm sitting there being
0: like oh shit. the impact that has on your day mm. is it, like it's not it's not huge but it's like this it's not working everything feels out of sync yeah, yeah um i get that so yeah it's yeah. like
1: when i wake up <laughs> first thing i gotta do is jump in the shower like it I've had people be like, oh, I have a shower before you go to bed, I'm like, that'll work for you. I'm like, "No, I'm no. gonna have it in the morning. I wake up so tired <laughs> that I'm just like, if I don't have a shower, I'm yep. not gonna be awake. Yeah. Um, do you sleep easily? Are you? A- Once I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. But getting to
0: sleep, oh, that's, that's a different story. So what's going on there? Um, God knows. <laughs> is that, is that, so what I do, loaded question, cause I replay the day. That I've just had, and uh, that's not good. Mm. That's not good to 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 chill out. But it's also a way of, I think, um, of recalibrating Mm. for the next day. It's like put that day to To literally to bed. bed, bed. Um, Yeah. Mm.
1: I I don't know. Like it's it's always been a struggle for me to get to sleep. I, I find I'll be if I've had a really long day, I'd probably get to maybe about 8.30, 9 o'clock mm-hmm. and be really tired. And yeah. say, okay, cool, I'm gonna like go and get myself ready for bed, jump into bed, and then like clockwork at 10, 10.30. Yep. For some weird reason, I'm just like up. Yeah. And, and my brain is wired. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's actually focusing on anything, but uh-huh. it, will, it will latch onto something mm-hmm. and then I will not be able to get back to a relaxed state no. until I've actually gone all the way through. Yeah, like, yeah. like, God, geez, what was it yesterday? There was something that, I can't even remember something that like, <laughs> I'd seen somewhere, something about some country, I think it was, and I was like, I gotta figure out, Like, I need to go and like understand it. So it'd be <laughs> like, go down a rabbit hole of like Wikipedia articles, and like, oh,
0: that's interesting too, and go, going to that, and I'm just like,
1: like, yeah, is this
0: really? What? And you get to a point, there's this point of no return. It's like, oh, I'm in it. Oh, like, I should stop. I should stop. No, yeah. I'm in. I yeah. just keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. surely
0: I'll get tired of this. Yeah. And yeah.
1: No. And I keep, like, I've had people be like, oh, you should read. And, like, on one hand, I'm like, I struggle to read because I just yeah, catch out, which is weird because growing up, all I wanted was a book in my hands and I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, nowadays, picking up a book, I'm like, oh struggle to focus on it um but I will if I do read a book and I'm into it I won't put it down no I'll be up until like two in the morning exactly. still going and be like right oh shit yeah. and, and what happens next and just be like oh I better get to sleep now yeah. um what I do find is that it, it, it's it's like a competing odds it's either I try to just force myself to sleep and that that doesn't really work all the time mm-hmm. or I just push myself to the exhaustion point, and then I just drop out. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, good. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it helps to be physically tired mm. as well. Yeah, If I haven't done exercise, I'm um, not, um, that doesn't help the fact that my, my brain wakes up at mm. one time, right? Yeah. But if I'm physically exhausted, that sometimes overrides yeah. uh, the, the mental alertness that kicks in in the evening. Mm. Back to medication. Yes. Um, I'm on methylphenidate as well. Uh, and so I take a slow release um, early in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I have a, a top up, which I usually forget, mm-hmm. um, sort of mid afternoon, mm-hmm. which kind of helps with the the come down. Because what I find is if I um, if I take the slow release at say eight o'clock, um, four o'clock this headache hits, mm. um, and it, there's a there's a there's this weird transition mm. almost back to me. Yeah. Um- and so the top up, which is a fast release, um, sort of just eases out of that. Now there's not necessarily like I don't don't notice I don't feel any different with the medication, but I notice I'm able to do some things mm. a bit different. Like some yeah. of the noise yeah. um is gone. Like what's what's your experience or
1: um, and so, you don't have
0: to say anything if you don't want to. Oh no, I
1: I'd love, I'd love talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Advocacy in action, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take, I, I do the opposite. Right. So I take a um, immediate release in the morning uh-huh. and then a slow release about, be about 10, 11 o'clock, about, okay. about now. Uh-huh. Um, and like that that helps me, like that immediate release kind of gets me through my morning meetings. Yeah. Um, and it kind of allows me to, to plan my day a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I've got an afternoon where I'm engaging with people, often it's a question of do I, do I need to be yeah. on, on my medication for this? Mm-hmm. Is it better if I'm not? Mm-hmm. Um, how switched on do I actually need to be? Am I leading this or am I just you know facilitating this and engaging people and connecting people across? Yeah. Um, if I'm leading it, I definitely want to be switched on because I need to like have access to the order and the uh-huh. prioritization of everything. Um, so when I take the immediate release and then the slow release, the slow release is kind of like, hey, okay, cool, you're gonna be working late or like this is gonna be a little bit um, mm-hmm. of a hectic day, so take the slow release and then it kind of tails in at about, kicks in at about maybe 11.30, 12 o'clock, so yeah. it takes o- over where the short release starts to tail down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lasts me through to the end of the day. Um, and then. I find that the, the tail off is a lot smoother for me that way because right, yeah. it's not a, and it's probably the same when you take the slow release in the morning and then the immediate release, it just kind of bumps it up and then yeah. gives a nice little curve out at the end. That slow down at the end um, is so important because yeah, yeah. Um, I find the, the, the quick drop off of the immediate release mm-hmm. was, like draining both physically and mentally like i'd I'd, probably not catatonic but i'd be sitting there unable to engage because everything's just kind of gassed itself yeah um and like yeah i guess it's kind of like the when you've kind of like uh, viewing it like it's put a cap on everything so that everything the noise is reduced yes um and then it's kind of like once you release that it just Mm -hmm. Shoots back up, yeah. So it, it becomes overwhelming mm. um, a bit, mm. and so yeah. I'll, I'll like often when I was first um, uh, starting up my medication, I would just be at home and like have the TV going and just sitting there because like my brain's just like in 10 million places at once yeah i often feel like i'm um like what's his name um dr strange with yeah. like <laughs> infinite timelines yeah. going on and um and just yeah like experiencing everything and being like
0: ah oh, yeah 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 yeah. 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 Mm. yeah and sometimes i choose not to take it as well like mm. I, I, sometimes i forget yeah which i think a lot of people do um but there's a i think it's 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 all good to have um, some breaks, but also just to, and for me that helps me notice. Okay, this mm. is um, actually this this helps me. But sometimes, like when I'm uh, when I'm engaging with people from a stage, mm. I actually like to be um, myself and mm. not have that um, laser focus. I like the broad yep. the breadth of being able to just notice what's going on yep. in rooms, and I find that medication sometimes um, uh, doesn't necessarily take away from that, but it just doesn't feel mm. right, yeah? yeah. So I, and I love the way you sort of phrased a lot of that, Nick, and it, and it is around self-care. like mm. it, Because it's not a silver bullet, no, which not. I ex- actually was expecting it to be. Um, and it wasn't, but it's definitely, uh, and I think also I was worried that it would dumb down some of my ADHD, mm. the good stuff about the ADHD. Yep. And there's an element of creativity that gets a wee bit oh, so yeah. fuzzed yeah. by it. Um, but I also think that uh, if if the dose is right and if our timing's right and our purpose is right, that it also helps us to enhance the good stuff about ADHD. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon your superpowers? Cool. If you could name one or a couple. Oof. Or if I reframe that another mm. way, which is a question I love to ask some people on the podcast, is if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't have ADHD, mm. what would you miss?
1: Hmm. I think I'd miss the oh, I think it's the 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 ability to connect, experience, understand and communicate different realities across the spectrum. Yeah. Um and being able to bring people on that journey uh-huh. in a way that I don't know, I find that when I'm engaging with people I'm constantly scanning to check if they understand what I'm saying, yep, um, in a way that works for them rather than what works for me. And so I look at it. That's so beautiful, and like, yeah, that, I, I like that, there's a kindness mm.
0: and an in-service element to that, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily need to be about work as well. Mm. It's yeah. like everybody, yeah. it's like how is your. Everything you're is tailored for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're taking care of their experience mm. for them. Yeah. Which is actually an, sometimes can be a bit of a burden Yeah, us. It's like, shit, I'm responsible for all this. And it's like, mm. well, I think everybody's responsible for that, but I think yeah. we're perfectly attuned yep. to that sort of thing.
1: And I think we, we adapt so quickly and creatively. Mm-hmm. I think I would miss that the most, is mm. our adaptability to... I mean, we've, we've been brought up in a, uh, a neurotypical world. Our experience from birth is... Effectively, one where we are not geared for the society within yeah. which we we live, work, play, mm-hmm. and that's that's you yeah. know we have to learn these skills and um, techniques to actually navigate it. And We've had be, to hack a yeah, whole exactly. like of the world system, yeah, yeah. Um, and we make it work for us. Mm-hmm. And I think what I would miss the most is. Being able to be that adaptable, I, yeah. I think just being so rigid in the way that you view the world and how you approach it would <laughs>
0: suck. Like
1: the inability to understand, and I like not saying that um, being neurotypical doesn't allow you to understand and have empathy and and see the reality of others. But Sorry, no, yep. your turn. Um, cool. yeah, cool. Okay, bad. cool, cool. Thank you. Here we go. Um, well, um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think it's just that. The ability to be adaptable with it, yeah. and um,
0: yeah, being creative—it's it's brilliant. I think it is brilliant, and I think you're brilliant too. Like this has been a fascinating conversation, and we do have to go. So, um, and I'm, I'm gutted, but I'd love to maybe continue a chat mm-hmm. um, on maybe your second anniversary, given yeah. this is your the anniversary of your um, diagnosis and diving in. And like, we're gonna stay in touch as mm. well. I really appreciate. Uh, your time and also just how candid you've been
1: Um,
0: and I reckon a lot of people are going to get heaps out of this especially seeing um, someone who is um, young and aware and um, keen to to harness um, who you are naturally and you know you mentioned it about advocacy as well go uh, we can succeed yeah Yeah. and um, not only we can succeed but I think we can succeed on levels that um, most people think we can't, yeah. and I love how you're sort of grabbing that by both hands mm. and discovering um, that in, in in that year, yeah this is attributed to ADHD and this is what I can do as well, it's like that, mm. What what's next level for me, so look man, all the, all the best, thank you hey. so much. It's been a um, pleasure. It's been cool. Yeah. Sound touch. Well there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You, Me and ADHD podcast. Um, My hope is that it's been worth your time, of some value, that it's been interesting, or even enlightening, perhaps. Hey, if nothing else, I hope it's been entertaining. I really appreciate you showing up. You see, I really want to do some serious damage to the stigma and stereotype that ADHD is bad, uh, that it's wrong, and that those of us born with ADHD brains are somehow broken, because we're none of those things. And you can help with this too. If you were to uh, like, comment, or even share a link to uh, any one of these episodes or the entire podcast, uh, just to one person, I'll be a happy little ADHD camper. And I love camping, I do. So thanks for stopping by, Uh, I hope to see you soon, Uh, stay in touch, get in touch in any way uh, you feel the need, and I look forward to chatting. Until then, peace, love, and heaps of impulsivity, take care.